Hey guys, welcome back to another show on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Jessica Kumar. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much, Bharat. I'm really glad to be on Magic Mike today. Jessica, I got to say you got my name right. You're the only person <laughs> I think who got my name so perfectly right. Well, you know, I I'm Bharat, so I should say Wonderful. So Jessica, could you tell us more about your show? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Invisible India podcast is the name of our show. And I've been doing this for about two years now, a little more mm-hmm. than two years. My uh, I moved back to India back in five years back. And uh, I'm from America originally, mm-hmm. but my husband and I ended up moving here to Bihar, where he's originally from, for new work and then also to be closer to his aging parents Mm -hmm. and also to raise our kids in an environment where we felt like we wanted them to be able to connect with their cultural heritage. So the podcast is about some of our personal stories and just observations being a cross-cultural couple Mm -hmm. living in India. And then as we went along, we really realized that we wanted to highlight the stories of stereotype breaking Indians, because we don't want this just to be all about us. And there's a larger story we wanted to tell. So going from the invisible or kind of the unknown parts mm-hmm. of India and hearing stories from common people and uh, in amazing people was really what part of our goal was. So part of it is we tell our story for, uh, from a perspective of being a, of being a foreigner living in India, mm-hmm. learning Hindi, living the typical uh, Bihari life, raising children, and then also collecting stories from incredible Indians along the way. Nice, nice. Now, you know, when you start a podcast, there will be many, many setups. You may, came, you may have research and you may come across, you know, different, different mics. I see that you use a blue snowball now. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. But did you use another mic when you, start off, when you started off your podcast? Not really. I think we pretty much just started with this one. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly, I think, ready to upgrade again. But I don't find the mic being the main problem. I find mostly my setup being the issue of mm-hmm. the, the concrete walls that I have. And just the I have very little sound barrier being mm-hmm. in an apartment building here in India. And of course, my children are mm-hmm. home with me most of the time. Um, I have neighbors who are always making noise and horns and Shadi ka band and all these different things happening all the time. So I don't find the, the mic to be necessarily the issue as much as my insulation, yeah. <laughs> my walls. Mm-hmm. So you have actually bought the blue snowball like since day one. You've been using that yeah. since day one. Correct. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Because I mean, the blue snowball, it works to a certain extent because it's sort sure. of like it's, it, it captures the audio. It's, it's better than using a desktop audio, in my opinion. Sure. In my opinion. But, you know, it... To, to in my opinion also to capture a podcast you need a dynamic mic mm. rather than a condenser mic a blue blue snowball is a condenser but it gives very good you know it gives a very good clear concise audio in my opinion mm. yeah in, in terms of like you know recordings because i see you do both in person and uh, remote recordings as well mm. as you mentioned um you know what do you use for your remote setup sure so we typically will use uh, 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 Squadcast is what I'm currently using right mm-hmm. now. 
And I enjoy that because you can split the audio and the video. And then, of course, it gives a separate track mm -hmm. for each individual who is on the call. And because I do video, I, I do upload the videos on YouTube as well as I break down the audio and edit the audio separately for mm -hmm. just directly uh, putting it into Audacity and editing there. So I like the fact that you can very easily separate out the different components in Squadcast. Gotcha. Now, before Squadcast, were you using Zoom? Yeah, I was yeah. using Zoom. Yeah. And actually, I had used Skype a couple of times as well. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. Skype was like the, the OGs, I should say, of recording. Yes, point. seriously. <laughs> but yeah, you know, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a heavy user of Squadcast, Zoom and Riverside. I mean, right now we're using Zoom to record this podcast. But to me, um, I think the quality you get on Squadcast and another, another site, I don't know whether you came across this called Riverside.fm. I think hmm. these two applications are really at the top right now. Mm -hmm. I've came across recently, this came on my table, uh, this app called Clean Feet. Hmm. Um, I think it does a good job. I've not tested it yet, but I, I see this rise in, you know, podcasting apps, I should say. You know, do you sure. have any thoughts on that? You know, just this, you know, gen like this whole explosion, I should say. You know, how have you been leveraging on this um, applications which are coming out for podcasting i mean you say squadcast was one is there any other apps you use not necessarily i mm -mm. have used i use a lot of different apps for social media which i'm sure we'll talk about later but mm -mm. i'm right now using squadcast uh, because of actually a partnership that i had uh with with a, a company and they had offered me a trial to use that and so mm -hmm. I, I started using it and just kind of got hooked uh, I use Audacity to re edit my um, audio. And then uh, as far as the video that I use, uh, I, I do a lot of very simple methods for recording the video portions of the podcast. Sometimes if I'm just sitting by myself, I will simply use uh, just a, a video camera that I have. It's a little bit of an old one, actually, mm -hmm. and then record the audio separately on my uh, directly into audacity with my mic and, you know, split the two. Um, I don't have a lot of fancy equipment to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, living, living in Bihar, I, uh, it costs a lot of money to ship things from very, from different places. And as, as you know, mm -hmm. technology in India is typically a lot more expensive. And whenever I do go back and forth from the U S most of it is most of my space and weight in baggage that I'm carrying is taken up with stuff for my children, <laughs> <laughs> books, school books, all of that yeah. stuff. So uh, bits of technology is not on my highest priority, uh, priority. Yeah. but you know, I have what I'm, I have what I have and it seems to work fine. Mm -hmm. But if I'm ready to go to the next level, I think I would need to upgrade a lot of my, especially my camera, I think mm -hmm. is my next upgrade I need to make. But other than that, I don't really use a lot of different uh, recording. Takes. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And, and in terms of, you know, the hosting platform, because every podcast, that's, that's the, like, the main thing I should say. What hosting platform do you use? Right now I'm using Anchor. And okay. that is primarily because I'm a U.S. citizen and I can monetize from Anchor. Ah, okay. Right. So they... Uh, will connect you with advertisers and pay out on however many um, 
impressions you're getting, you know, CPMs. Mm. So I'm using that right now. I was before using uh, the first thing I ever used was um, SoundCloud, which is terrible. Right. right. And it, and I had gotten stuck with that because I had paid for a year, and I just thought this is awful. And then I ran out of my storage within two months of my one year and they wanted me to upgrade again. I thought, this is awful. So I, I dumped SoundCloud and then I went to audio boom because a lot mm. of uh, podcasters in India were using that for monetization. Mm. And I got no traction on that. I didn't get a single advertiser. I didn't get a single um, additional listener through that platform. So mm-hmm, I quit, mm-hmm. quit that. And I moved to anchor, which is going okay, but I honestly would be open to switching. If again, if somebody, um, <laughs> if I found a better, a uh, better, a better way to connect with advertisers. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to actually add on to that anchor is actually quite easy to use in my opinion, because it's just straightforward. Yeah, just plug and much. play and, mm-hmm. and to plug in the advertising model. I think that's quite interesting to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Jessica, you know, in, in, we've talked about the technical side of things, you know, in terms of editing, you use Audacity, in, uh, production, you use your Snowball and, you know, you use um, Anchor. Now, in terms of your content, you know, you bring on guests to, for your show. How do you sort of reach out to them? You know, how do you identify that this is that one guest that I want on my show? Sure. Well, one of the things that I mentioned at the beginning was that I really want to feature more Indian stereotype breakers. Mm-hmm. And I had this vision for 2021 that I wanted all people of South Asian origin to be my guests for 2021. Um, it was a bit of my reaction to um, some some folks have pushed back a little bit and said, well, you're a foreigner. How are you? How are you? Uh, you're capitalizing on Indian culture and you're not, uh, you know, giving proper credit or you're just explaining your views and you're not actually giving credit to Indian people. And, and I thought about that a bit. Um, of course, that wasn't my intention. I was just giving my perspective, but I wanted to really think about how can I do justice to the the, the, the gratefulness that I have for living in a foreign country, living in an incredible place like India, how can I do justice and how can I uplift Indian creators, intellectuals, entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, this is what I'm going to do all of 2021. I am going to pursue having excellent, like I said, entrepreneurs, creators, stereotype breaking people of Indian origin on the show. And so far it's been going fantastically. I've had some incredible guests. I also often find people on social media. I find people through recommendations. A lot of people ask me, hey, what about this person? What about that person? Through different books that I read, I love to read. And so sometimes I will find a, an incredible book and I, and I want to reach out to the author to say, hey, let's discuss this. Uh, I found a few people through TikTok who mm-hmm. are incredible influencers that I wanted to connect with. Instagram and TikTok mainly are two of my main places to find people who I have found have an incredible story, interesting voice, mm-hmm. and things of that sort. So yeah, that's that's where some most of my 80s are coming. Currently, I have a very a long list of people who I want to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just uh, it, it goes about setting up the timing and all of that. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. So there's actually like a process, you actually implemented processes just to ensure that 
you know it, yes. it, it works well in that sense and i think that's a key to any anything i think it's yes. wonderful um Jessica, you know in in terms of promotions you know that's the next stage i should say you know once you're done with the podcast how do you promote your shows currently well i'm not i'm certainly not doing this perfectly i originally mm-hmm. started with instagram facebook and twitter and i would say my instagram is probably what brings me the most new listeners um i also joined tiktok mm-hmm. last year i believe two years back and i don't find that that actually brings me a lot of new podcast listeners oh, yeah. i find that that does bring uh youtube subscribers for there's some kind of connection with people who are who watch tick who are on TikTok and people who are consuming a lot of YouTube. I think it might just be an age thing or right, just the way right. people are wired, visually wired. Uh, so the, I'm fine. I'm getting more YouTube subscribers from TikTok and Instagram is kind of its own thing. I find people from iTunes and Spotify who, who listen on those platforms often are using Instagram mm-hmm. as a uh, way to find out. One of the things I'm doing mostly is just collaborations with other creators, other podcasters, people who are on social media. And um, that's one of my major strategies that's worked the best for me is mm-hmm. by working with others who have a following on social media. And I try to give as much as I, I take in that where if someone's sharing something about my show, I'm happy to share about their product or whatever mm-hmm. show they have, their channels, their videos, uh, things they're working on. Another thing I've also tried is I just recently joined Clubhouse and have done a couple of different talks. And I find that there's a totally different audience of people who want to go long form and listen in on longer conversations of people who have expertise. I find that I've um, got connected with some really, it's not a bulk of listeners mm-hmm. on on Clubhouse, but they're very high quality listeners and very engaged. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one way. I've never actually paid for any promotion mm-hmm. on any of my platforms. That's not something I'm as interested in doing. I'd rather put that money into having great design or maybe pay someone to edit for me, which <laughs> I probably need to do pretty soon. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, those are the things I've done, and uh, mm-hmm. of course, it's uh, there's a lot more that I could do, but I feel that that's as as much as I have capacity to at the moment. Mm-hmm. And how do you get your fans involved? I mean, you mentioned like you know you you see that transition between TikTok and YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, how is there a way you get your fans involved with the content? Well, I could certainly do this a lot better. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to make shareable content, things that are funny, things that are relatable. Uh, I do a lot of um, probably I I probably spend too much time, honestly, doing reels and making TikToks about funny or relatable moments related to episodes or related to life in India. I often Mm -hmm. will take a little clip of my YouTube video and post it on Instagram uh, for a reel or post it on TikTok. And honestly, that doesn't I don't feel that brings me a lot of new followers, but it at least reminds people that, hey, I'm not just a face making reels. I actually have other content out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, um, I uh, I try to kind of use different methods to mm-hmm. to bring people in and, and um, create interest in the show. 
I, I, I like the way that you're doing, you know, experimenting different stuff. So because you see, TikTok is not something very, um, how do you, how do I say? I, I've met through my Magic Mike um, shows. I've done about 50 shows now. Um, and not one person actually mentioned about uh, TikTok, except for mm. one. Except, uh, sorry, there's only one person. There's only one person who's mentioned about TikTok, but has not actively marketed on it. I was thinking about um, actually uh, doing how-to videos on TikTok with podcasting. So it's quite mm. interesting how you sort of like just leveraged on it. You know, you, you were able to identify that, you know, TikTok and YouTube, there's a correlation for you, for your show. You know, mm. that, that, that's, that's an amazing insight, I should say. Sure. I think people that have a juicier content, for example, true crime mm. podcast or things mm -hmm. which are a little more entertaining in nature, I think they might have a little bit better conversion mm. from TikTok to their podcast. But uh, things for me, that's storytelling, it's connecting about people, it's sometimes they can get a little bit intellectual or kind of into like cu cultural anthropology. Those mm -hmm. are all things we we talk a lot about and and uh, sometimes people are don't want to go deep uh, from a deep dive. Uh, they're not when they go on TikTok, they're not looking for a deep uh, a place to go for a deep dive. They're just mm -hmm. wanting a quick information or a quick entertainment or something like that. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to find ways to pull out sound bites from my show, which are those quick entertaining one liners. And I those are basically the things I post on TikTok. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, in, in terms of, you know, Clubhouse, you mentioned Clubhouse as like, you know, something you use to, for your podcast as well, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Just started. So, you, you, do you see like a trend happening with Clubhouse? Because with Clubhouse, there's many more applications coming up, like Twitter Spaces, mm -hmm. Facebook is coming up with one, LinkedIn is coming up with one, um, you know, Reddit is coming up with one. So do you see an opportunity for podcasters to actually make use of these uh, audio rooms and you know, leverage on them? Oh yeah, of course. I think that it's the perfect, it's the perfect segue. It's a, it's a very natural connection of, Hey, let's talk about a topic in length. This is, these are things that need to be unpacked. These are things that need to have discussion surrounding them rather than just a consumption. And I find that to be really a good segue for Clubhouse and this kind of activity. So I think podcast, I think this is probably the most natural connection is from uh, Clubhouse to podcast. Mm -hmm. Amazing. This is, this has been very interesting conversation, Jessica, because I, I like the way, you know, like you sort of hustle through <laughs> your experiments, I should say, because sure. it, it's interesting when a podcaster uses different methods to identify this works, this doesn't, and you know, to find key insights, like you mentioned, TikTok to YouTube. And, and also when you started off, you knew that, okay, this is what I want. And I you know, and identifying all these small things, I, I think that's amazing, I should say. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And it's interesting how I don't feel that I've done a lot of these things well, but then when I actually go and count the cumulative effect mm -hmm. of it, then it's satisfying. But not, I don't have a, a large success on any one platform, to be very honest with you. It's not like, oh, my YouTube blew up or, oh, my TikTok is, is, mm -hmm. has a, a million followers or anything. I have marginal success on a number of platforms. So, and that helps to, of course, boost your audience and 
and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. So Jessica, you know, just wrapping up this conversation, I want to get your thoughts because you mentioned YouTube podcasts. So you do actually both, am I right? Right. Which one would you favor if there's that one thing you would choose? Oh, Either. I would definitely just do audio. I think right. that um, the amount of time that it takes to edit a YouTube video well mm-hmm. takes an incredible amount of effort. You can't just throw a Zoom conversation up on YouTube and expect it to get a lot of list, a lot of action. You have mm-hmm. to have multiple angles. You have to have the lighting just right. And as even as we're recording this, I had just had to make a switch. Uh, when I realized that it was just an audio conversation, yeah. I had to make a switch. Okay, well, this is better for audio and this is better for visual. And for most people, I don't have a studio built where mm-hmm. I have a beautiful view around me and I have well-insulated walls. It's kind of either or for me. So I have to choose, am I going to highlight my audio portion and hide in the little closet with a bunch of pillows around me <laughs> to make the, to block out the the horns and the dogs barking and the cows mm-hmm. and the buckety and the, all these things in my neighborhood or am i going to show a beautiful view and have a, a lot of echo in the background mm-hmm. so that's kind of the decision i've had to make and i've i would a lot of times I feel like pulling the plug on YouTube to be totally honest with you <laughs> but I keep I keep going because I've had very you know slight marginal success on YouTube of, of uh, engaging great followers and listeners so mm-hmm. I can't quite give it up um, but yeah I think people a lot of the, in the podcasting community say you're crazy if you don't if you're not video recording your podcast you're crazy mm-hmm. why would you not? Um, so I have to keep that in the back of my mind, but the amount of work that it takes to edit, honestly, exactly. is sometimes a little more than I'm <laughs> prepared to do. Yeah. I mean, like for me, Magic Mike, actually, I, I went through that dilemma where should I do it as a video and should I do it as audio as well? But my goal was, I, I think this falls down to your motive of why you start the podcast. For me, it was to get the stories out there of these podcasters, uh, podcasters like yourself and the best way I thought was to bring the audio out was to just, you know, showcase their story through an audio mm-hmm. and it's easier to produce rather than a video because with video, you still got to go back and edit, you know, you got to add this, you got to add that. And, um, honestly, I'm not in the greatest location because I'm recording just from my bedroom. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, you got to find that perfect location. Like you mentioned, so it's, 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 it's pretty tough if you want to sort of like get it on a video, but with audio, you sort of can get it right because to be very honest, all you need is like, um, just, you know, a very good setup in terms of mm-hmm. like a good microphone, just, just a decent microphone, a USB microphone would do. And you sort of can just plug and play. Of course, there will be background noises, but if you can find the quiet space, that would be an additional bonus in my mm-hmm. opinion. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Jessica, you know, this has been a wonderful, you know, 20 minute conversation, I should say, and it's really insightful. You know, it's, it's great to hear your story, Jessica. And, Really appreciate it. Now, as a final question, I ask this to all the podcasters who come on. What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> oh, man, I don't even remember. Uh, I think <laughs> I always start with a rooibos tea in the morning with garam garam dud, like hot milk that I right, just right. boil right from. Of course, in India, we have uh, the guy brings milk in the in a right. glass container. I I have um, ordered this eco friendly 
company that delivers in a glass bottle and then you return the glass bottle every day. So it's reducing plastic. So I use that. I have boiled the milk and I create a hot rooibos latte. And uh, yeah, this morning I had uh, just some fried eggs with a rooibos tea with hot milk. That was my breakfast this morning and it was very satisfying. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful, Jessica. It's been great talking to you. I hope you had a good time on Magic Mag and I hope the listeners had a good insightful listen, listening to your story. Thank you so much, Bharat. I'm really enjoying talking to you. And it's not often that I get the chance to talk about Mm -hmm. the nuts and bolts behind the podcast. So I really (laughs) enjoyed speaking with you and much appreciated.